It is good to see each one of you here this morning. I, I praise God that you uh, dared to get out in the, in the weather. There are a lot of folks that were just a little bit concerned about doing that because of the ice. And, and we much prefer that they stay at home than they get out and slip and fall. And, and uh, so that was, it was a wise choice to, uh, to do that. Uh, but as I mentioned just a few moments ago, uh, Jill did pass away last night in the hospital at St. Luke's and continue praying for Charles during this time. We have, uh, we know nothing concerning funeral arrangements or anything of that sort, but I'll be letting you know uh, just as soon as we, as we know something. Like I said, we have a church full of people that need to be prayed for during this time, and so I encourage you to, uh, to be praying. Um, but I do hope and pray that you're looking forward to a joyous new year. Uh, God is in control regardless of what's going on around us. Hey, he's on his throne. He's in control, and we can rejoice and be glad in him. Amen. Uh, our midweek uh, Bible study is this Wednesday night at uh, 6.30. I encourage you to come. We're going to be finishing up here over the next few weeks the uh, uh, Revelation. We, we hope to have it done by next December, but we are moving right along. Uh, so come and join us as we as we study the book of, of Revelation. Um, next Sunday, next Sunday, Philip Duplessis is going to be here. Uh, Philip is in uh, lives in Indiana. Uh, he's coming to preach uh, for us, and we're looking forward to having Philip here. He's going to be singing some specials, and so we're excited about having uh, Philip here. Uh, this week, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to turn out, so he called and said, hey, can I come and talk to you about the seminary? He's one of our graduates, one of our students from our school, and so he's going to be here, and I thought, man, this would be a good time for you to come. I have to have surgery on Tuesday for my hand. Looking forward to that. Um, I can start holding a coffee cup right now, so I'm going to uh, have that duplicate contracture stuff uh, fixed. Yeah, Diana. Okay, yeah, we can. Right. I, I, I get you, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay, my feelings aren't hurt. Not, no, no. Yeah, no, I understand, that's good. So we'll, we'll do that. But be praying for Philip, he's going to come, and we're going to have a great, a great time as, as he uh, preaches for us and as he, he sings. Um, any other announcements? Okay. Uh, Joy Elder, her mom's funeral was this week, and so continue to pray for Joy and Blake uh, as they mourn the loss of, of their mom. Uh, another good friend of our our, uh, our, our church, uh, Harold Hendricks, KSIV, Bot Radio, he did encounter. He passed away uh, this past week. So just a lot of a lot of that going on right now. So we. We just need to be lifting these families up in prayer. Pat. And speaking of that, Patty, uh, Mike can't be here. Howard's not here. So whoever's going to be taking the offering when he does that uh, is that who? Oh, okay, Nathan's got that. Okay, good. Thank you.
When I survey the wondrous cross, number 324 in the hymnal. We forgot one thing. We're running a little sharp this morning. Thank you, Lord, Heavenly Father, for your master's grace, for your mercy to us. And we praise your name as we gather together and just bathe uh, ourselves. 
in the back, and Happy New Year to all of you. If you're visiting with us this morning and it feels more like a funeral than it does uh, a church worship service, I guess that's how we're all sort of feeling right now. But I can assure you this, Jill Calkins is not feeling that way. There's no grieving, there's no sadness going on with Jill. This very moment she's walking on streets of gold, she's enjoying all the wonders and splendors and glories of heaven. And we can be certain of that because we serve a God who cannot nor will not lie. And we can, we can trust him. This morning the topic of my sermon is ready or not. Ready or not came up with that as we were thinking about this new year starting. Whether you are ready or not for the new year, uh, it's here. But in light of what happened last night, the focus has switched just a little bit because we were going to get there concerning ready or not God's word's very clear that there's time to be born and there's a time to die. There's a there's appointed unto man once to die, and after that the judgment. So the overwhelming question that we're going to ask this morning is: Are you ready, or not, to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ? Um, still have Jill's card. Remember, a couple of weeks ago, we gave out gift certificates to all those that volunteer and help us in our church. And uh, this morning, still have Jill's because she got feeling bad and she couldn't be here uh, to collect it. So we still have it. And boy, what this symbolizes is just how uncertain this life is. Ready or not. What is certain are the promises, the guarantees of our Almighty God who loves us, who paid the debt that each and every one of us owe, paid it in full so we can be certain that heaven is our home. Ready or not, Philippians chapter 2 Turn there with me, please. Philippians chapter 2. Verse 10. Philippians chapter 2, verse 10. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue, how many tongues is that? All, every. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Ready or not to bow the knee before him, confess him, Are you ready? Because one of these days, each and every one of us 
or going to stand before him. What a blessing Jill has experienced in being able to stand before the Lord Jesus, knowing that her sins were completely, totally forgiven, that she was in Christ. What joy that must have been or is being. But concerning Ready or Not for this new year, we need to understand that this year is going to be an exciting time to be alive. This is going to be an exciting time to serve the Lord Jesus, to look forward to the challenge of this new year and all that God is going to cause to happen in our lives. As we start out this year, we have no idea what the future holds, but praise be to God, we know who holds the future. Amen? I'm eager. I'm looking forward to what the future holds for this local congregation this year. What God has in store for this local congregation. I look forward this year to what God is going to bring into our lives as a challenge, as a blessing, as we take a stand for His Word. Folks, that's really what our lives should be all about. Putting God first, being His ambassadors, being His, His ministers of the word of reconciliation, knowing that God is at work in our lives, knowing that God is at work in our lives. Look at Philippians chapter 1. We just were in Philippians chapter 2, so you don't have very far to switch over. But look at Philippians chapter chapter 1, verse 6. Say, Pastor, what are you expecting to happen this week? Let me tell you. Philippians chapter 1, or this year, Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. That's what I know is going to happen this year that God is going to continue to do His work in my life and your life. So it's with great expectation that I face tomorrow, that I face this year, that I face life. Being confident of this very thing, that He who's begun His work in us will perform it. There are no doubts, there are no ifs, there's no maybes, there's no perhaps. We know that God's at work in our lives And Romans 8 tells us that work is to conform us to the image of His Son. Through whatever challenges come, whatever setbacks come, whatever difficulties come, whatever blessings come, we belong to Him. We are part of the body of Christ. We've been placed there, sealed there, until the day of redemption. And we have God working and molding to conform us to the image of His Son. How exciting that is, or it should be, to all of us. As we place ourselves on the potter's wheel and we say, Here we are, Lord. Mold us, shape us, design us, make us what you would have us to be. 
That's really what our lives as believers, as those who have been redeemed by the precious blood of Christ, those who stand perfect in Him, that's really what our lives are all about. Whatever you eat, whatever you drink, whatever you do, you do all to His glory. Your life belongs to Him. You've been bought with a price. You don't belong to yourselves. Our life should be a living, walking, breathing testimony of His grace, His mercy, His direction, His, his conforming. Here we are, Lord. Use us to bring glory and honor to You. This could be the year. And folks, we're getting closer and closer and closer to the rapture of the church. As a matter of fact, January 2nd, or whenever I'm going to be speaking in 2023, if I'm still up here, I'm going to be surprised because I really believe we're that close to the rapture of the church with all the things that are coming down the pike, all the things that are happening around the world, all the uncertainties, all the evil, all the craziness that's taking place, I believe we are so close to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ for His church, the body. I believe we're that close. I really don't expect to be here this time next year. But that's just me. Because I believe the Lord's return is that close. Matter of fact, I encourage you, and we've said this before, each and every day as you sling your foot out of the bed and your feet hit the floor with great expectation, say, Lord, I understand this could be the day you return. Lord, so help me to use my time, my efforts, to be a witness of your grace and your mercy with everyone with whom I come in contact. Titus 2.13, maybe we ought to adopt this as our, our scripture for this coming year, looking for that blessed hope. That's the rapture of the church. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. There's a reason it's going to be our blessed hope. It's because things are going to be so bad, perilous times, that the coming of Christ is going to be that blessed hope when we're caught up to meet Him in the air. I am certain that things are going to get so rotten that we are just going to be pleading, Lord, even so come quickly. Looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing. 2 Timothy 4.8 says, There is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not me only, but to all them that love is appearing. I hope that includes everyone here this morning, that we all love the appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. God's Word says there's a crown of righteousness laid up for those who love His appearing. If you knew, if you knew that the Lord's coming was today or next week or next month 
or this year at some time? How would that change your behavior? If you knew that the Lord was coming today, would that cause you to change your New Year's resolution? I can almost guarantee, well, I can guarantee it would. It would, tell, it would cause you to change your lifestyle, your behavior, certainly your priorities, your efforts. Because you never know. You never, ever know. Here's what we do know. There's a God in heaven who loves us, who loves us so much that he was willing to pay that all-important debt in full so that we could be reconciled to him in perfect fashion, being made part of the body of Christ so we don't have to have doubts. You can doubt yourself and your behavior and your actions because we all sin. That's why at the rapture, this mortal is going to put on immortality. And even more important in my book, this corruptible is going to put on incorruption and we're going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. We're going to be changed. Wow. And I need to be. See, my salvation consists of two parts. Number one, my spirit, and that's saved. I'm, according to the scriptures right now, I am seated with Christ in the heavenlies. That's my position, and it is sealed. I know I'm going to heaven because of the promise of God, because I am saved. But also, I'm going to get a new body, not this one that reeks with pain, not this one that is just needs to be changed. I get a new body. So spiritually and physically, the God who loves us is going to fix us. I am certain of that because we have a God who cannot lie, who will not lie to us. Crown of righteousness laid up for those who love his appearing, not only to Paul, but to all that love his appearing. That's the question I ask you this morning. Do you really love his appearing? Now, I'm going to tell you something. If you're not saved, you won't. If you don't know Christ this morning, it's a fearful thing to even think about. The judgment of God. That scripture I read a while ago that every knee is going to bow. If you are not a believer in Christ, that ought to send tremors through your entire body. That every tongue is going to confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of the Father. That's happening. Let me encourage you to do it while it is in confessing, trusting, believing as Savior and not the judge you're standing before at the great white throne. My recommendation is by faith trust Him right now during this dispensation of the grace of God, during this time of God when He's offering salvation by grace through faith. Oh, this is the time to believe. If you're not a Christian, oh, fear his appearing. Because when he catches the church away, I got to tell you, the tribulation that starts, 
Daniel 12 tells us that there is going to be a time of trouble such as never has been on the face of the earth before. Christ verifies that in Matthew 24. He quotes Daniel 12, 1. That there's going to be a time of trouble in tribulation on the earth such as has never been before. So not only does hell, the lake of fire, await, but also that tribulation to those who take the mark of the beast and keep rejecting that Christ is the true and living God. If you are saved this morning and you don't love His appearing, then you need to examine yourself. Paul encouraged in the Scriptures for us to examine to the church in Corinth. He encouraged them, examine yourselves, examine yourselves. If it causes you to shudder to think of the Lord returning, I know I'm saved, I know by faith I believe, I know that I'm part of the body of Christ and I've had really good times in the Lord and there have been blessings, but right now I just feel such a, a distance from Him. Let me tell you, God hasn't moved. Amen? God hasn't moved. It's time to turn back to serve Him. I don't know if the rapture of the church is this year, but I encourage you to live each and every day as if it were. Every day as if it were. If it's not... There's still no reason to doubt His Word. He's still going to come. And we're a whole lot closer now than we were, let's say, this time last year or the year before that. If He doesn't come this year, that only proves how long-suffering, how gracious, how merciful, how loving He is because He's not willing that any should perish. He's giving us more time to share the gospel of the grace of God. The fact that the Lord doesn't come this year, that's no reason to doubt. You don't want to be one of those scoffers that say, where is, where is this coming? How come He hasn't come yet? I'll tell you why. Because He's still adding to the body of Christ. Amen. He's still saving to the uttermost. He's demonstrating His long-suffering. It's an indication of His love and His long-suffering. Gives us another day, another week, another month, another year to preach the good news that Jesus saves. May we ever be mindful of that. I heard an interesting story about a guy by the name of uh, Colonel Abraham Davenport was his name. He was Speaker of the House of Representatives in the state legislature in Connecticut back in, 17, in 1780, 1780, May 17, 1780, when this was recorded. He was Speaker of the House there. And during one of the sessions, it's chronicled that the sky just went black sky went black. The clouds were absolutely ominous. And it really shook the house up. They didn't know what to do. The thundering and the lightning and the 
the weather, it just had them all concerned. So concerned that many of them feared that it was absolutely the end of the world. These state legislatures, legislators, they thought it was the end of the world. They started calling to counsel, uh, cancel the session, convinced that they were, it was the day of judgment had come and they were going to cancel and they were going to leave. But it was Colonel Davenport that kept them together. And here's his quote, and I think his advice is really, really good. They were ready to head, head to the hills. Colonel Davenport said, the day of judgment is either approaching or it's not. If not, there's no need to adjourn. If it is, then I wish the Lord to find me doing my duty. Therefore, I order more candles. Bring more light. Folks, that's excellent advice. In the dark days, we add light. We don't call for a retreat. We don't call for let's just stop working. We don't say let's head for the hills. Let's close up shop. We understand the light that God has called us to be in a very dark, gloomy, miserable world that needs Him. Amen? So the day of judgment is either approaching or it's not. The rapture is either upon us or it's not. Either way. Lord, I want you to find us faithful. I want you to find us serving. That's how I want God to find us. Either faithfully serving or, Lord, thanking you for the time that you've given us to more faithfully serve. Being about your business. So again, I ask the question, if you knew that this year was the year the Lord would be coming back, what would your New Year's resolution be? How would that knowledge affect the, revolu uh, the resolutions that you're making? Would your service to God be affected if you knew this was the year? I can guarantee you that it would change. And that's a sad thing to say. Wouldn't it be wonderful if everybody in this congregation could say, if I knew the Lord was coming back, it wouldn't, check, it wouldn't change one thing that I'm going to do for the Lord this year. I'm going to be about His business. I'm going to be serving Him. I'm going to be doing what He's called me to do. I'm going to serve him with faithfulness. I want to be just like Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 6, remember when heaven was open and Isaiah saw the throne of God and he was lifted up and rightfully adorned and, and the, the uh, seraphim were all around and all the glory of that. And, and the Lord spoke to Isaiah and he says, Who will go for me? What did Isaiah say? Here I am, Lord, send me. Here I am, Lord, send me. Use me, Lord, to be your instrument. 
to reach a world that so desperately needs to hear that you died for them, you were buried, that you rose again, that you're the true God of heaven, that you are God incarnate, born to die and pay the debt for my sins. Not a fairy tale, not a story devised by man, but a program, a mission, an indication of just how much the true God of heaven loves each and every one of us. Your service, believer, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, is to be an ambassador for Christ. Every one of us are to be his ambassadors. Every one of us are to be his ministers of the word of reconciliation. Now the question is, what kind of minister of the word of reconciliation are you going to be? Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Start with verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Boy, I think every, the beginning of every new year, we need to be reminded of these verses. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation, new creature, Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Aren't you glad of that, believer? And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. You say, I don't know what ministry God's called you to do. Oh, yeah, you do. It's written right there. The ministry of reconciliation, telling a lost world that they can be reconnected to God the Father through God the Son. What a ministry we have. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. There's your message. That's what God's called you to be, an ambassador that carries that message to a lost world. So what should... Your New Year's resolution be, Lord, I want to be that ambassador. I want to be an ambassador that is brave, that understands the circumstances and the consequences of not sharing the gospel with the lost world. You know what I found out this week? Only 6%, now listen to this, only 6% of young believers I don't fit in that category, but 6% of young believers, only 6% of young believers, accept a biblical world view. Only 6% of young believers accept a biblical world view. One of these days we need to preach on what a biblical world view is. But it starts with believing this is the Word of God. As a matter of fact, the other statistic right along with that that I read, two-thirds of believers, 
Two-thirds of people who claim to be Christians today reject the absolute authority of the Word of God. You don't think the church is in danger today when two-thirds of those who go to church who claim to know Jesus as their Savior reject this as their absolute authority? That is concerning. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you something, folks. When it comes to our young people, and that's why I praise God for, for Rick and Victoria and for Diana and for Jeannie and all those who work with our kids, uh, we had better teach our children to love God because the world will teach them not to. Did you hear me? We had better teach our children to love God or the world will most definitely, without a doubt, teach them not to love God. That's how serious. You know, it used to be that the world wouldn't really, well, they've always gotten involved in 